both your need and my need. What do you mean? I'd like to have some other way of having you feel cared for, other than having to give up what I want. Could you tell me what you hear? I don't know what you mean. How would you feel if I said that you love me, uh, that you give up wanting me home? How would you feel? I wouldn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to find a way that we can both get our needs met. Yes. I would say uh, this is school for me, just like you go to school. And when I come back, I want to figure out a way where we can go to school together. If you don't add a present request to that, I think you're going to miss a learn an important learning opportunity. Um, what would you like to do with me? No, it's ask this request. Could you tell me back what you heard me say? Yeah. Could you tell me what you heard me say? I'm betting against 80% of the people of any age hearing it. And anybody age six, I'll go up to 90%. Too many words. Not only that, the abstraction. Oh. I'll bet you that most adults would take three, three tries before they could get that. Yeah. And we're not going to learn that unless we learn to check out whether message sent is message received. We can go through life throwing out thousands of messages that don't register, use far more words than we want to use and the other person wants to hear. <laughs> we don't learn that unless we keep asking, could you tell me what you heard me say? Yes. I'm finding in many situations that I will ask somebody to tell me what they heard me say and they will be able to repeat the words um, but the energy is not even remotely what I would like. Um, any suggestions what to do then? Yes, I still get my first need met, but then almost any time after I've been understood, especially about when we're talking from the heart, my next request is I'd like you to tell me how you feel now. So then we'll deal with why the energy isn't too good. But I first wanted to find out whether the message was received. Okay, that's... That, they've heard me, but now I need to know what is the feeling behind that energy. I understand that, and that in many situations makes me skip to that question directly, because I don't, I don't see value in having somebody just repeat words if there isn't really understanding there. Well, I do see it in some situations, not all. I see it great because if their lack of tone of voice is because if their lack of energy or their negative energy is because of a misinterpretation, uh, I want to clear that up. It might be just clearing up what they didn't hear. So, okay, I'm not asking for empathy here, you see. Don't get this mixed up with empathy. I'm not asking for empathy. I'm just wanting a check. Is message sent, the message received. So I don't want the empathy. They don't have to do it with a good energy. I just want to be sure that they're hearing that. Now, if they've heard it, okay, then we go to the next step. What's going on in them? So my son says, I'm trying to leave the house, and my son says, Ima! And he's crying. And um, of course he doesn't want me to leave. And 
I'm still struggling with how to explain my need to do other things to a 19-month-old. Mm -hmm. I can well, give him the empathy, in other words. I feel good about how I give him empathy, mm -hmm. but I don't feel an, as much clarity as I would like about expressing my own needs in that situation. Yes. I don't know how to do that either in a way that I can be sure the other person hears it. But I do believe that if I'm saying my needs, I come out of a different energy. They'll hear a different energy than the other things I'm likely to say. I told you. <laughs> so if I'm at least in touch with my needs, I think that the energy will be different. So I'll say it, and then also where the, even if the person doesn't understand those words now, their language will be much different at age six the more they hear this language now. So even though they may not make it out, the hearing of it, I think, is still important. So I'd still say the need. Could you tell me better? So they don't maybe hear it yet. Okay. But then I would empathize with them. I don't know much else to do. I've solved one of my biggest problems uh, by just, it's, it's a little hard to know how to implement it. If you don't have children, go directly to grandchildren. <laughs> but now, how to do that, I haven't figured out. I feel somewhat hesitant about this one because it, um, it brings my jackal right up to like, oh, you're so petty and selfish. And That's the best a, to practice. It's on. such a little thing. That's a good one. <laughs> What does this so, uh, person ask of you? My neighbor said, oh, so I think I'll go to the uh, farmer's market with you on Saturday morning. <laughs> I think I'll go to the farmer's market with you on Saturday morning. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> but well, I, I don't see that. in your eyes but, yeah. that you've just received a precious gift. Uh, <laughs> that's the hard part here, to give yourself enough empathy to quickly yeah. say, so you really like to some company shopping? Yes, yes. And a ride, yes. Uh -huh. yeah. Now, this is going to be great, because one of the messages we really need to know how to say no well in, I'm serious about this, is when this is the last person in the world we would like to spend time with. <laughs> OK? That's when we really need to know how to say no accurately. See, how do we say the need that keeps us from saying yes with someone we can't stand being around? So this is a very good application of this skill. So let's see and, how you do and, it. And this is, it's not so much that in, ter oh. in terms of her, although it turned out to be a little bit that in the process of what happened a afterwards. I see. But it's because this Saturday morning going to the farmer's market is like the only time I have to spend with my best friend because uh. her life is so busy that we've carved out this little space. Oh, we go well, to the cafe first. That'll and be we, easier yeah. than the one I had in mind. Okay. So we'll practice the one I had in mind <laughs> next. Okay? Okay. So, now, now say the one that, that you just did. Um, okay. So she said, I, I'd oh, like to I, go I, with I you. I look forward to going to Farmer's Market with you on Saturday. I want to say, that would be really nice, but... Um, the eyes would say it. If you do that first part, it, mm. or out loud, so yeah, you'd really enjoy going to the market with me. Yes. Then, then you don't have to say, I, I understand, but. Now you can come right to the but. Now say the need that mm -hmm. keeps you from saying yes. I, so I'd like to say yes, but, 
Can no. I say that? No, here's, I don't say that. Here's the need that, keep, that keeps here, me from saying Here's yes. the need that keeps me from being able to say yes to that. Yes. Um, Saturday morning going to the market is the, the only time that I have to spend with my best friend. That doesn't say what the need is. And, and See, um, the clearer oh, we okay. can say the need, the easier it is for others to give. They have to have that need in mind. What need am I meeting? What need am I fulfilling? Mm. It, you could say it's pretty obvious in this situation, but it still is different to hear the need itself than to have to see it implicit in the statement. So I have a, I have a need for, um, for intimacy and connection yeah. with with my friend, and it's the, it's the only time we yeah. have Yes. in the course of the week. Yeah. Now, present request. So I understand no, that. Just right oh. to the present request. <laughs> so I'd like you so to tell me. I'd like you to tell me if. Um, how you feel about what I've just said. All right. <laughs> I um I sense that you're feeling sad. It's not the first time I've been rejected. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um are you feeling sad because you also have a need for connection and friendship? Wonderful. Yeah. You didn't get caught up in the rejection imagery, which is how she's interpreting it as rejection. You heard the need behind that. Yes. Jackal, did you interpret a rejection? Yes, of course. How else could I hear it? If you interpret rejection, you'll be rejected. What do you mean? Who wants to be around somebody that if you, your needs are not in harmony with them, they suffer because they take it as a rejection? Mm -hmm. doesn't take many of those jackals for no one's going to want to be around you. No, no. I'm giving a little panoramic view of how dangerous it is to even believe there is such a thing as rejection. Actually, I, this was gentle. I wrote it in a poem once, much more viciously. It's a short poem. It goes like this. Nobody wants to be around me. That's why. <laughs> How sad to take it as a rejection, which almost guarantees nobody's going to want to be around you. Yeah. This question does bring up the fact that we do make choices about people who we want to spend time with and who we don't. Yes. And um, especially in times when there's little time, it becomes very obvious somehow who is more important for us to spend time with than another person, and I have yet to find a real, authentic, honest way to express that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I was wanting to work on. I was hoping this situation might be that one, which would be an even harder one. So 
let's now say to another person this message in giraffe. Think of a real person that you come closest to the person you'd want to say this to. You are the last person in the world that I would like to spend any time with. Okay? Now, how do you say that in giraffe to the person you have in mind? The name of this curriculum item is how to reject people so they love it. Oh, oh, oh I forgot to give you the warning. Be careful about doing this because it'll teach you more about yourself than the other person. It'll teach you some painful things about yourself. So proceed with caution. I don't really feel that connected with you, and I think uh, our needs would both better be served if we look for people that we connected with. Well, that's not as bad as it could be. Come on. <laughs> it's, but it's missing some important ingredients. First, an observable behavior. People can learn from negative performance evaluations very valuable things if they can get concrete, observable behaviors. If they don't have that, it's going to be hard to enjoy and learn from the evaluation. So, Let's start with that. What is this person doing or not doing that makes it hard to connect with them? And you may have to work on this, because usually what comes to our mind are money diagnoses. We're much more literate at diagnosing than we are being clear about observations. But what are the observations? What does this person do or not do? Oh, um, when uh, you say that I'm responsible for my son dropping out of college and never going back. Okay, so when I hear you say, when I hear you say things like when my son, etc., and I've heard other comments for me of that genre, okay, and how do you feel when this person says that? I feel uh, defensive. I feel angry. 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 And you feel angry because why? I feel it's, well, I feel attacked. You interpret as an attack. Right. It's not a feeling, it's an right. interpretation, and that's why you're oh. angry. You're I angry. feel. I, no, you, uh, you've explained it. You're angry because you interpret this as an attack. As, as criticism. And, and criticism. Right. And while I'm concerned about my son as well, I feel that you hold me totally responsible. So, and I see you holding me totally responsible, and I have another judgment of you, that that isn't fair? Yes. So I not only, believe, and not only am interpreting that you are making criticism and judgment, but you are making unfair criticism and judgments of me. Yes. Yes. And therefore, I have this request of you. What is, the, uh, what is the request? Oh, what's the need? What's the need? You'll have trouble finding the need because you're angry. Because, see, your head is so filled with those judgments, attack, criticism. And when your head is filled with those judgments, you'll have trouble finding your need. Of course, if you had giraffe ears, you wouldn't have heard the criticism. You wouldn't have... And then since you wouldn't have heard any criticism, you wouldn't have thought it was unfair. So the problem, of course, is not that this person said what they did. The problem was you received it with Jacqueline. Right, yes. I was putting, judging myself. You, and them. You're judging them. Ju right. Mm -hmm. See, you, you did what I was warning you not to do. Never hear what a jackal thinks. See, when they said oh, that... Oh, okay. 
That was the first thing I would oh, have liked you not to. Are you feeling disappointed that Jay didn't finish college? And what is, yeah, are you feeling disappointed and, and need to really, and have a need for Jay to develop himself in a way that will help him in the future? Yes. Yes. You have the same need, right? Yes. So where's the conflict? There's no conflict. Oh. It's, it's the need level. You both have the same need. Right. She uh, expects me to uh, pay for it, or to pay, you know, part of it. And you would like me to pay for part of it? Right. Not expects. So you don't hear an expectation if you have giraffe ears. Mm -hmm. You never can hear a demand or an expectation. Mm -hmm. You hear a gift. She's given you a gift, an opportunity to. So you'd really like, like me to give some money for this? Yes. Yeah. And I told her no, and that was not acceptable. Well, no, it's not that the no was not acceptable. You said the no out of an energy of having heard a criticism, a judgment, an unfair criticism, and with the energy out of which you said that, no matter what you said, she would have gotten defensive. Because she didn't get empathy to begin with. The first step in saying no is the empathy. Instead of getting empathy, she got a jackal clobbering. You interpreted her as judging, criticizing unfairly, and so forth. Okay. Let's have you all practice this, okay? I, this is really scary for me to tell you this, but I'm really attracted to you. And I really have a strong need for an intimate sexual relationship with you. <laughs> Would you be willing to invite me to your place this evening? Okay, now how do you say no? Yeah. This is my wife's birthday. This is what? This is my wife's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and bring her too. <laughs> Chicken. Okay. Come on now. I wanted you to practice where you don't have a wife. But uh, this person is not, this is not the person you want. So how do we say that in giraffe? Anybody want to tackle this difficulty? Try. You'll try. Um, thank you for the invitation. Already I feel good, because she looked like she meant that. And so I can already better able to hear the no. I. Um, I sense your f feeling for me is sincere. I um, I understand. I hear that you have a need for um, companionship and intimacy. 
I am not able to answer your request. I'm not able to, let's see, I have a need <laughs> to, um, to honor my um, commitment for um, monogamy. And I would request that we find another way of having a friendship or having relationship. Perhaps we could. Like it got all those ingredients into me. Yeah, well, that's I, true. We're, we're okay. working up to that. Okay. We're working up to that. Okay. First of all, I know she's not married. She's not into a monogamous relationship. <laughs> she was lying, you know. That was no. Let's say that was the real. If, if that was true, that that would be the need. But yeah, we really, we really. I'm really wanting us to practice when. Uh, and I did opt out for that because I couldn't think of the other yeah, thing. Yeah. So okay, it's so true. that's what I want us to do to know all how right, to say so. those needs in that situation. Yeah. It's also one that presumes that if, if the mic, I guess. In there, it presumed that that was an honest thing from you and that you wanted a yeah. relationship, yeah. but what about the scuzzy guy that is just, you know, hey, I'm just hoping to get lucky. Well, I mean, so th then, then when you answer... That, why is that scuzzy? What if, so what if I just said, you know, I'd just enjoy having sex with you? Why is that scuzzy? No, but I'm defining it as the scuzzy guy oh, because it was a very, it was, I can see that you want to have a relationship, yeah. you know. So you're there, there were many relationships. Yeah. Just sex? Yeah. Okay, well, either one. All right. Yeah, she can't wait to say no to me when we get down to this level. <laughs> I'll I think I'm going to take off from where you, you, you started, uh, where you were at the part where I want to honor, not monogamy, but say I'm single. Um, I want to honor um, my, my own particular needs uh, around who I'm attracted, what, what, uh, what I'm attracted, yeah, who I'm she's, attracted she's to. She's getting into the courageous area I wanted to get into. So let's see how this sounds. This is the hard one. <laughs> I've done this. <laughs> I've had some practice. Okay. <sighs> uh, I want to honor... And I've had some practice on the other end. So <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh. I've heard I mean, more than a few thousand no's in that. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Uh, I want to honor my own needs around around who I'm attracted to, and um, and and I and I'm not interested in having sex with just anybody who asks me. So. Look, we could erase that. Let's erase that last sentence. I thought uh, that just up until then was pretty honest. That you had a certain, uh, you had certain needs in terms of what, what spell out the needs more that I don't meet. You know, not attractive in what sense? The spiritually, physically, all of the above, none of the above. In what way don't I meet your needs? What needs don't I meet? Do I, do I know this person? 
Well, imagine a situation. Uh, what needs of mine don't, you, don't I meet when you say I'm somehow, I like what you said kind of philosophically, but mm -hmm. I think it can even be more powerful for this person to get down to... Being, being very specific. Very specific about the need and the observation. Okay. Um, um, I, I experience... Um, I'm aware that I, I need someone who has tools in communication. <laughs> I'm glad you said in communication. Uh, uh, <laughs> How about this? Now I value someone. Uh, when we've talked, I haven't uh, had my need for depth that I would like met, uh, understanding. Uh-huh. It's my okay, needs. Well, I'm not saying uh -huh. you're not a deep person. I'm saying that these needs of mine weren't met. Uh-huh. And I would be reluctant to want to enter into an intimate relationship with someone that, I, that those needs aren't easily met. Could you tell me what you heard me say? Certainly in this area, I'd want to be sure the person didn't hear there was anything wrong with them. I'm only trying to say what needs of mine it has nothing to do with them. Be, I'll tell them the observable behavior. Like last night, you talked for an hour about baseball. That's not something that I particularly am interested in, and uh, I would have liked for you to have checked with me whether I was interested in this. And, uh, so. Uh, for an hour, you didn't stop him. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Uh, Anyway, uh, you see what I mean. A little yeah. bit more specific about the need. And then certainly on this area, I'd want to check out that the person didn't hear there was anything wrong with them. Yes. But then what if they turn around and say, well, I understand that. Would you give me the opportunity to meet your needs? So you're kind of confident that now that I've expressed it, that you could meet it. And you'd like a, an opportunity to see if that could develop between us. But what if you really don't? Now hold it now. I'm just trying to empathize. You're empathizing. I first empathize. I just wanted to be sure I heard the person and heard their needs. Remember, that's the first part of saying no, because I'm going to say no again. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, but I wanted to start with a sincere openness. I wanted to be open. I wanted to hear what this person's needing. So you're really, you're confident that this could evolve and you would really like the relationship enough for me to give some time to see if it could evolve. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm uncomfortable with that. I'm uncomfortable with that. Uh, I don't have the confidence that there, that this kind of quality between people, if it's not there, I, I don't want to have to work at it. I really want it easy. So there's no chance? I'm not saying there's no chance. I'm saying at the moment, uh, I would rather have begin a relationship with somebody that at this level, at this level, there's already, there's a, an easy connection. I'd like you to tell me how you feel when I say that. I understand where you're coming from. Anyway, that's... <coughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. 
What I remember about the earlier part of this conversation was that we had changed it to, I think we had changed it to that they didn't want a relationship, they just wanted to have a one night stand, so. Um, well, there's the two here, we got the two mixed up. Oh, so okay. Either one, so which one, would you like us to deal with one of those that we didn't deal with yet? Or? I just was confused, oh. I wanted clarity no, because I was, I was thinking we were doing the one night stand no. and then the. No, 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 that would have been too easy. <laughs> it was the other one where. The person wanted a, a, a relationship. And why did you say we would learn something about ourselves? Uh, because what is there about us that keeps us from being able to enjoy this person? It tells more about us than them. <coughs> it tells us what needs, like what needs of ours are important. Let's see. Uh, it tells us about certain things that we haven't learned to enjoy other people. Uh, why am I having so much trouble enjoying this in the other person? Empathizing with it, things like that I, I learn when I see who I don't enjoy being around. I mean, I, we have halls of fame for everything in the United States, right? But why not a giraffe hall of fame? <coughs> for people who have really made a contribution to somebody's life that you don't read about in the papers. See, all we read about in the paper are those people who are killing and, uh, and greeting. What about the real heroes of the world, the giraffes, the people who really make a difference in our lives? So I told you today about one of my heroes, my uncle. His smile, what his smile did for me. I told you about my grandmother, what her generosity to people did for me. So I want you to induct somebody into the Giraffe Hall of Fame. So we will give you a chance to practice how to express gratitude in giraffe by indu inducting this person into, because that's how you get a person into the Giraffe Hall of Fame. You, you express your appreciation to them in giraffe. Now, a good person to pick to induct into the Hall of Fame is somebody who made a significant contribution to your life. Remember, I told you earlier today, one woman inducted her father who 30 years ago, what was it he did? He winked at her, you see. So, and it could be somebody no longer alive, it could be somebody alive, it could be... So, it's up to you who you want to induct into the Giraffe Hall of Fame. But, you need to express the gratitude in giraffe, which means no compliment. No praise. It's too weak. See, those things that really make a difference in our life, it's too weak to say you are a very kind person. No, no. If you really want to make it a powerful expression of gratitude, we need to make three things clear in our expression. Now again, I earlier said we can do it in idiomatic giraffe like that student did to me when he said uh, dictator. But for learning purposes today, I'd like you to see if you can express these three things in words, you see. And, uh, sure, sometimes just saying thank you can maybe communicate these three things. But you want to have the ability to do it in classical giraffe, just in case, for those things that you really want this person to know, how deeply what they did meant to you. 
then you've got to know how to make these three things clear. First of all, the observation. What the person did that enriched your life. Present feelings, right now, right now when you're inducting this person into the Giraffe Hall of Fame, when you recall this, even if it happened 70 years ago, how do you feel right now recalling this action? I feel. What need of yours was met? Those are the three things that we need to make clear in expressing a giraffe gratitude. And equally important to the clarity with which we say those three things is the intent. Never give a gratitude or a thank you to reward somebody. Never give a gratitude or a reward to build up somebody's confidence. Those seem like nice things to do, but that's, that destroys thank you when people feel it's a manipulation or a tool to shape something. Let's only express gratitude to celebrate, you see. Now, the more gratitude is a part of our life, this kind of gratitude, the more fuel we have to be a giraffe in a jackal-speaking world. Because that's where we get the energy, by remembering the power that each of us has to enrich life. So see, notice when we give a, a gratitude in this way, we are I, remembering the power we have. Look what we can do. And then we see the glory of it. We see, oh my God, look what this can do. Look what how this can leave a person feeling. Look at how this act, what need it can meet. The more we really have that inside, why would we ever play any other game than let's make life wonderful for one another? There's no game that even comes closer to that. Yeah, we've been educated to play the game who's right. We've been educated to play the game. Let's kick the shit out of the bad guys. Those aren't fun. Not really. We know that. They're costly even when they're fun. So let's learn how to celebrate what the power we have to make life wonderful so that we fill ourselves with the fuel that's necessary to live this way. So. Whoever wants to start, this will be the person. And this will also then watch how the, this other person receives gratitude in a giraffe way. That's equally important as knowing how to express it. It's equally important to know how to receive it. So you will induct this person into the Giraffe Hall of Fame. And uh, this person will demonstrate how to receive gratitude. So who's ready to induct somebody into the Giraffe Hall of Fame? Okay. I already expressed this to John earlier, but I, I want to kind of know. John is here? So I already expressed this to John earlier, but John I... John is here? Yes, John. Um, oh, John Kenyon. Uh, I, I just okay, wanted to do it... John uh, Kenyon, uh, you're the giraffe. You have to come up here and receive your own gratitude. So. Come on up here. You got to come up here, and uh, you're being inducted into the Giraffe Hall of Fame. Yes. So where do I? You sit here, and uh, and he's going to 
induct you into the Giraffe Hall of Fame. So this morning when I parked my car uh, out in the drive and I was worried about whether I had to have a sticker on it and I was checking with the, the lady and so forth and I saw lots of other cars without stickers and I was worried about everybody else getting tickets. And when I got to the top, there was John. No, talk to him. Talk there to there him. was John. No, there, was, there you were. There you were, <laughs> standing there, uh, obviously being there to take care of people and to see that, 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 that they weren't going to get tickets. And, and that was, uh, I felt so relieved and so delighted uh, knowing that you were taking this extra care of me and everybody else here with respect to the parking and I know it was just such a symbol of everything you've been doing to make this workshop successful that I just I just felt such gratitude and appreciation and I just wanted to thank you. Now I'd like you all to tell me whether he received it in the giraffe way or not because if he did you would have seen in his eyes that he was flying and dancing. Did anybody, did anybody see his eyes? Was he, well, he was flying and dancing. Then he received it, because to receive appreciation, the person saying it needs the same quality of empathy, because they're giving a lot from their heart. And if the person really sees it, they can't help but fly and dance. So if the other person is playing the jackal game of, oh my god, you know, now do I have to live up to this? Do I have to, every workshop, do I have to stand out there? And, and, <laughs> Uh, or now what does he want from me? You know, now do I have to say something nice to him? You know, I, you won't see the person flying and dancing. See, so, so apparently he was, he was a, receiving that in a giraffe way. It was interesting as I was expressing my gratitude to John how scared I felt and vulnerable. That's what I mean. Uh, uh, which surprised me to, to, you know, which is something I was feeling very positive about, but yet, and when he did have those, that, acceptance of that it, with your dancing and so forth, it, it felt, I felt really relieved. Uh, and, and, and I thought, wow. I'm grateful for you for adding that, because I really want us to be conscious of that. This requires just as much vulnerability. We are revealing our heart. Whether it's pain or joy, it's, we're vulnerable. We need the same empathy and how good it feels to have the person be able to hear that. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the Giraffe Hall of Fame. You. Now, my only worry is you have such a big heart that I'm worried about you being manipulated by Hungarian women who <laughs> manipulate you out of your sweater. I also, <laughs> heard, I also heard that you got ripped off a while back. So uh, are you joyfully ripped, off. joyfully ripped off. Okay, I just wanted to be sure that that was coming from Joe. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, John. Rick? Who, okay. Who is this other person you want to induct into the Giraffe Hall of Fame? They're a team. A team? Yeah. Okay. They're right here. Oh, then I don't have to get the puppets out. Okay, let's get the team up here. Who, who, these two? This team of two? Oh, yeah. This team of two. Well, let's get, let's get this team of two up here. Okay. Okay. Um, when I came into your home uh, a year ago and uh, experienced the welcoming, the hugs, and the kisses that I did, 
um, was one thing. When I watched how everyone who comes into your home is received with that openness and warmth, just seeing, just looking at you, I feel such a joy and a peace. Experiencing the unconditional acceptance and, and watching it exist as it's extended to others. Um, just wanted to know that that's very wonderful for me. Welcome to the Giraffe Hall of Fame. In both of these, I'm really seeing the observation and the feelings come through very much, but the needs I'm kind of yeah. looking for where. Yeah, let's get the needs a little sharper in uh, this last one. So, uh, Rick, what, uh, how could we say the need in there? The need for acceptance. Was so the need for acceptance and the way they greeted people, and I think the need openness. for unconditional love. Just uh, yes, that you could be accepted and loved. And they yeah, sure. I mean, I hadn't done anything. There was no Just behavior. When people walk into their house, the first step is, you are home. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. Chocolate chip cookies. Chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've had uh, several people are requesting the address. Can we, can we, uh, can we post the address? Uh, but we live in, we live south of Boston. <laughs> I could have guessed that the way you brought some water over to me. It really, it uh, touched me deeply. It met my need just to feel cared for. Yes, please. Person I, the person I'd like to induct into the Giraffe Hall of Fame is, um, is you. It's because um, I've come to the workshop uh, stuttering and trying to feel my way through how to um, listen uh, empathetically to people and also express my own needs. And it made me um, uh, feel a lot of um, confidence in the ability to grow and to gain a more um, understanding of something that seems very foreign to me. And it really has met a need of mine to be better able to reach out to other people <coughs> with a whole lot of other growth inside me um, that can come forth. I want to be sure that I've understood the needs that were met by our time together. Uh, certain kind of quality of connection between yourself and others that's very dear to you, and the need that got met was growth in an area that will help you make that connection. Did I hear that? 
Yes, that's true. Did I miss a part? I guess um, feeling that uh, the other person's needs aren't the first, that uh, you have to meet your own needs so in order to hear and meet other people's needs as well. So it really met a need of yours to know how to respect your own needs as well as the other person's needs. Yes, and to not accept other people's judgments when you do meet your own needs. Mm -hmm. And then how, if meeting your needs somehow is painful for the other person, how to hear what's going on in them without taking it that there's anything wrong with your needs. That's right. That's a big part. Yeah. Thank that you. feels really good to you, to think mm -hmm. of being able to enjoy your own needs, what's alive in you, mm -hmm. and not to give power away to that, to anything else, just to enjoy the life that's going on in you. Yes, so that I can learn to dance instead of walk. Holly. I would like to induct Martine into the Giraffe Hall of Fame. <laughs> Martine, this, um, this morning when I left the room in um, such emotion, um, when I was so touched and uh, connected to what Marshall was working with on the time management story and sitting on the steps crying and you came over and asked if I wanted anybody to be with me and if it was okay to put your arm around me. I was really grateful for not only your concern, but also um, for your sticking your neck out to come out and check with me. And then um, your ability to stay with me and, and help me through something that I was just needing a little more processing with, that I had gotten such an insight with what Marshall had said about finding the dictator inside. but just needed that extra place to get through my hopelessness and um, that I, I now feel that sense again of, of trying again and, and feeling hopeful and it meets my need for finding a way to resolve an issue um, that I've struggled with all my life and I'd like to know if, uh, how you feel about hearing that. Mark's got it. Thank you. Uh, so this morning, when you were touching in on some very deep feelings swelling up and, and, and needed to, um, to receive some empathy, um, 
our contact and our connection um, helped you to to move to a new place mm -hmm. and to get to a place where you felt uh, more hope and mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's uh, that's feeling really good to you right now. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. um, I feel really excited hearing mm -hmm. that and um, just so happy and uh, grateful that you're giving me this this blessing. Um, I'd like to ask you one more thing, because um, I realized afterwards that I was feeling a little bit vulnerable um, when um, we ended. And I heard a jackal say that I had stretched your willingness to offer me empathy just one notch and that I always do that because I'm so greedy. Mm. <laughs> and I wanted to check with you about whether um, you were, whether you took care of yourself in that so time. You're, you're feeling worried yeah. and, and you'd like to be sure that I was checking on my own needs yes. also. And uh, yes, I was. And my need uh, to be able to connect and to serve was very much being met, uh -huh. uh, and I really appreciated the chance to do that. Great. Okay. Thank you. Pass it back, please. I'd like to induct Deva and Tara into the Giraffe Hall of Fame. Well, let's have them come up here so we can see their eyes. <coughs> Most recently, last night, they drove down to San Jose speak, from speak directly to them. when you drove down to San Jose from the workshop and you were very tired having just gotten back into the country the night before and you still welcomed me and processed with me all the wonderful things that had happened yesterday so I'd be able to really get the most out of today and then in the morning when you were both so present in the car with what was actually going on inside you and unwilling to compromise a bit or to speak in any other language than giraffe to each other as you worked that out. Just the latest example of your giraffeness. Welcome. I have a need for unconditional acceptance that these two meet and have met daily for 10 years. And it, it empowers me to fight the jackal in me that says, 
I'm not good enough. Hey, wait, wait a minute, Jim. Oh. <laughs> wait a minute. Now we want to also learn about you did it beautifully how you received it, but you're, it's obvious that it's not easy. So. What goes on in you, giraffe? It makes it so what's going on in you both right now? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel embarrassed. embarrassed. There's some embarrassment. What, what's behind the embarrassment? Uh, so the feeling is embarrassment because why? What is, what's the thinking that goes on? Um, well, first of all, it's hard to be up here. <laughs> you know, it's hard. Because why, though? That's what I'm trying I'm to I'm being to. seen, I think, is what it is. So to have people see your beauty is scary. Yeah. Yeah. The trust that they see my beauty. Yeah. Scary to see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another giraffe? I'm being taped. <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm embarrassed about that. And for um, two days now, I've been sitting back there thinking, OK, I'd like to get up there, but I'm way embarrassed about that. So <laughs> thank you, Jeanette. <laughs> Scott, I'd like to induct you into the Giraffe Hall of Fame. Let's have him come up here. Yeah, let's see him. Why should we make those other women suffer and not him? Scott, in the, since I met you at this training four months ago, five months ago, I, I have I've had joyous, challenging phone calls. And you have, boy, this is scary. <laughs> um, you have, my feelings for you have been, uh, have been on this wonderful roller coaster because our conversations uh, delve into very deep, intimate levels of friendship. And that is very frightening for me to trust and to go into those, those places where I have great fear. You have met my needs. My needs have been met through our ability to hang on the phone for two hours as we work through understanding and meeting each other on this amazing level of uh, intimacy. And I have the greatest respect for all the work that you do 
through which I have done um, with you helping me uh, let my little giraffe ears grow a little bit, working with me so patiently as I uh, try to fumble my way through my lack of feeling words and my, or my small vocabulary and, and being there with such compassion and understanding. I thank you very much. When I hear that, when I hear that, I feel a little embarrassment because being up here and hearing his words and also a lot of uncomfortableness because I'm not used to being in the situation where I'm receiving gratitude in front of a lot of people or receiving gratitude much at all. But it feels very good and it feels like uh, I feel very appreciative of the chance that I've had to support you and receive support from you during a very challenging period of my life the last four months and to meet my need for companionship and for challenge and for discovering different levels and ways of friendship. And my request is that we provide each other the opportunity to continue it. Mine too. I don't have any trouble understanding how it would be not easy to take that all in because uh, for me, one of the hardest parts of this whole process is to receive gratitude in what I would consider a giraffe way. And for me, the, the mechanics of hearing the feelings, the needs, is a part of it, the empathy. Mm -hmm. But there's another part of it that I think is also important. But this is the part that gets confusing for me. To hear and take in an appreciation like that, I think, would take me a lifetime. Mm -hmm. You with me? Mm -hmm. <coughs> what she said it meant. I'd need a lifetime to to relish that, to celebrate it, to, to think that the calls, what I did on the phone, that it could have meaning in another person's life of that kind. So uh, what I'm learning to do is very important. I have, each day I take some time to create a gratitude journal. And in the gratitude journal, I first give myself, express gratitude to myself in classic giraffe. I identify something I've done that day or maybe some other time, but usually the day before. I try to think of at least one thing that I did that I want to celebrate. And, and then I write down beneath that how I feel right now thinking about it. And third, what need of mine was met. But now comes the part I'm getting to. The next, I not just want to see that, I want to celebrate it. I really want to celebrate that 
that I have that power, that I can do that, create that. And I draw a little flower by what I do to start the celebration, just to remind me, don't just hear it, but celebrate it. One, one gift I received that's helped me to learn how to do this better from my friend Nafez Asele, he's a Palestinian. And when I brought eight Palestinians and eight Israelis to Switzerland, 1990, trained them how to work together and use giraffes in the Middle East. At the end, he gave me a precious appreciation, but he wanted to do it in his style, not classical giraffe. He's a Sufi Muslim, so he said, could we do it in my way? I, I said, sure, not this. So he wanted to, we locked thumbs, and then he looked me in the eye and he said, I kiss the God in you that gave you the power to give us what you did. And then he, well, that helped me receive appreciation because until then I, I got caught between these two poles of false humility, oh, there's nothing. Golda Meir helped me get rid of that one. When she once said to one of her, uh, when she was the Israeli prime minister, she said to one of her politicians, don't be so humble, you're not that great. So uh, <laughs> I, I, knew, <laughs> I knew that wasn't the one I wanted to do. But at the other end, it didn't, you know, the idea of thinking I'm great, that doesn't ring. But Nafez helped me. No, it's neither of those poles. But I was given something I could give. I want to celebrate whatever I was given that I can give. That feels right. And it, and it, so that's what I like to celebrate. I really like to celebrate what I was given that enables me to do this. So next I like to also think of things that other people have done the day before and celebrate it the same way. To write, what did they do? The thing we're practicing now. And how do I feel about it right now? What need of mine was met? And then I want to celebrate the power that that person has for them, with them. Now, the advantage of that part of the activity is about half the time, I didn't say the thing to the person. And then this helps me also learn how often I feel things very deeply and it doesn't get expressed. So that's good for that. I want to learn about that because I don't want to keep these things inside. And then, of course, that doesn't keep, nothing keeps me now from expressing it to them, either if I'm seeing them that day or to call them up, whatever. But yes, one, one, one appreciation like that gives us, I think, if we really take it in and celebrate it, enough energy to stay giraffe for life. You want to have him stay there, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Make that rascal squirm, yes. Before Holly picked you, I had also picked you to induct you into the Hall of Fame. When you invited me to join your group yesterday and sit with you at lunch and then shared with me about the death of your father, uh, I felt blown away to find someone that had experienced so closely what I had experienced. And... Um, it met a need for me that I, I really never expected to get fulfilled, that someone would really understand what that all was for me. Thank you very much.
while I was sitting up here, I was going to um, ask to induct you into the <laughs> Jack Hall of Fame. This is called tit for tat. Yes. <laughs> because come, come, on, come on up here. And yeah. So I'm going to do that. You're Sally. <laughs> When I heard you say you share openly about the death of your husband just, just a, a few months ago, uh, the beginning of the day yesterday, it allowed me to feel more present here and feel more connected to the entire group because I lost my father a couple of weeks ago. And I was a little reluctant in in coming, knowing that I was going to stir up more stuff, and it's already pretty stirred. And when you shared how you were able to um, work with him over the last few months of his life, it brought me back to the time when I, I spent with him the last uh, couple of weeks when I was on the East Coast, and how I was able to use Marshall's model in helping him transform his whole life in two weeks. Because he learned how to listen with trap ears. So it it was it was a it was wonderful and it it met many, many needs for me and to feel connected and to meet new people who are kindred spirits and to share what I've what I've learned. And I, my request is that you continue to be as, as, as open and as adventurous and as giving as you've been towards me. Way to go. I will do my best. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Don't go away. What a joy that is that you took something from me and gave it to your father. I was meaning to, I was looking for some time to share that with you and I figured the time would come. And it was especially powerful because at the same time as he was going through the dying process, a lot of his old students came back to view to see him at the end, and they were they were transformed by his change. And seeing a jackal become a become a giraffe.
I got enough to digest for the rest of this lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I don't know how to do this quite deeply enough. Um, I, I have had a life that's been full of a lot of pain. And one of the things that has made it bearable is having you in it. Um, the quality of your understanding, your ability to see my beauty when so many other people don't. Um, and your support and faith in my ability to find ways of having it shine so people can see it through the differences has been really instrumental in sustaining me. And I wanted to give you that recognition. My need for loving met daily by having you in my life, as well as for being loved. <laughs> Marshall, I'd like to induct you in the Giraffe Hall of Fame as well. And um, I'm hopeful that I can say this um, from the deepest part of me. <sighs> of all the people I think you recognize, have recognized along the years, um, some of the pain that I've had around being on time and um, and I've often took have taken nurturing from one of your comments years ago about Holly has a different relationship with time, <laughs> <laughs> and I've realized today that the work that you were doing with what is your name Patrick. Patrick I don't know I was just sitting there I was just totally totally connected to what you were doing. And when you said, what need, I kept going, I don't know the need, I don't know the need, what is the need? And then all of a sudden I thought, autonomy. And everybody in the room said, autonomy. And, um, and then when you stopped, I wasn't satisfied, I got it, that you said the dictator. It gave me a little handle, Marshall. It was like, okay, so I need autonomy, but what, how do I get autonomy? How do I do this differently than all the pain and all the relationships and all the disappointment and et cetera that has happened in my life around this? 
And, um, and I realized that I had a despair, that I had a sense of hopelessness that, and, and I, like, when I, when I met my last, this relationship I'm in, I just said, give it up if you ever think that I'm going to do, that I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. You know, I, I can't. I can't. And if you need somebody that can do what she says she's going to do, say goodbye to me now. And, um, and so this hopelessness. Today, Marshall, today, I have a peace. I have a peace that I can hold on to. I can reach inside. I got that jackal by the neck. Okay? <laughs> and that, that jackal to me is the dictator. And with Martine and being heard about the hopelessness, I got that um, I can do something about that now because I'm not hopeless anymore. And it was what I want you to know with all my words is that your words today helped me get in there and grab that jackal by the neck. And now with the NVC skills, I'm confident that I can get empathy for that jackal if I never let go of it first. Yeah, now that you see that rascal and got a hold of yeah. him, you're confident now you can start to work out of it. You can give empathy. Yeah, yeah. And I'd like to know how you feel hearing that. Well, I'm delighted. <laughs> Uh, that you didn't kill, want to kill that poor jackal. <laughs> you just want to hold him long enough to give him some empathy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. So, turn him into a giraffe. Yeah. So I want you to know that I feel very excited and hopeful that a need of mine to join the world in a way that I can um, offer people uh, uh, dependability and it will meet my need to contribute, my deep need to contribute when I can offer with confidence my dependability. Yeah, all along you've had that need. You want to be able to offer people that dependability. And mm -hmm. Now you're confident that hearing this other part of yourself better now that you've got a clear view of it, you, you have some hope that you'll be able to get all those needs met. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're very welcome. Please. I would like to invite my family up here, the ones who came with me. My brother Jim, my brother-in-law Steve, my sister Joanne, and my husband, Rampujan. This has been so important to me to come to this event with you. It meets the, I, I just feel, um, I feel loved, I feel cared for, I feel that I have the kind of family I need and want because you have filled this need by being present with me here and by being present and building a way of being present together outside of this room. So I, 
I feel I have um, the chance to influence um, the people in me, the jackal voices in me who keep me from connecting with the most difficult members of our family. I feel the strength of having you guys standing beside me, behind me, beauty all around me. Thank you. And now to close with a few stories about my granddaughter. really hoping if, to hear the song that you sang, um, See Me Beautiful. Thank you. 